What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me in the mic for this episode is Kalen Ferris. Let's take this podcast to the Bone Zone. Ooh, Ken Bone is our also guest star. <laughs> I was just thinking because Halloween's coming up. A lot of people are going to be dressed up as him, which is going to be crazy. This dude was like a nobody until, what, two weeks ago? Why did that become a thing? I mean, I know what it's from, but why was that? It's He's weird what people awkward. latch on to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this election just makes no sense whatsoever. If the only person that comes out of this with like any positive is Ken Bone, then our history books are just going to be like, eh, then somebody followed Obama. Let's just go, you know, pass that one and go to the next one. <laughs> you know, this reminds me, they should just scrap the voting and they should have a hell in a cell match. And whoever comes out victorious should be the next president. Ken Bone. That, that works for me. <laughs> Where it could be Ken Bone versus John Cone. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Bone, John Cone, the Stone Cone. <laughs> That's not what we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> for this episode, we're going to be breaking down our predictions for the 2016 WWE Hell in a Cell event coming up this Sunday, October 30th. It's going to be at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. So the be TD prepared. Garden? Oh, man, that would be even better, wouldn't it? I like that one, yeah. <laughs> So be prepared for spoilers because we're smart people and we know what's going to happen. Also, apparently I know Vince McMahon, or at least according to a couple people that emailed me throughout the month and try to get me like uh, to give them jobs and network discounts and bullshit like that. And you should push Roman Reigns. <laughs> Damn right. Off a cliff, apparently, according to some of them. <laughs> but hey, it's better than the ones that email me asking to be a, an editor and they can't spell editor, right? I think there's an E in there somewhere. And a Thor. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> let's dive into this and start off with the pre-show kickoff match that was announced earlier today. Did not see this one coming. It's a six-man tag team match with the cruiserweights, Cedric Alexander, Lindsay Dorado, and Sin Cara against Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Aria Davari. If I would have gone with anything else to be added to the card other than the one other one that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that was added as well... Really would have thought that Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn would have gotten in there. Yeah, that seems like that was a no-brainer. Maybe they'll, I don't know, would they add another one to the pre-show? I suppose they could, but it seems like it'd be a waste putting that one on a pre-show. I think more than likely if they add it anywhere, they're going to add it just as like a buffer match. But they could do it with a pre-show and kind of do one of those spontaneous things where like they're backstage and they argue and they're like, well, you know what? You're going to have a match then right now. Like that kind of, you know. Nobody saw this one coming kind of a thing at the start of that promo. But I do like the idea of the six-man tag match. I mean, the cruiserweights are fun. And I like four out of the six of them. Eh. The <laughs> other two are fine. I just, of I'm the not six, the of the six, who do you think has the most normal-sounding name? Cedric Alexander. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> the rest of them are kind of, especially Gulak. Ugh. Yeah. Tony Nee's probably number two. Yeah. I mean, Lindsay Dorado, I guess it's normal if you're not from America. Hey, we're from America. Yeah. And super white like we are. (laughs) (laughs) Gulak, though. I mean, that just, it sounds, it always reminds me of that fucking noise that they use for the dying giraffe in South Park. (laughs) Gulak. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Devari's normal name. Sin Cara, though, he's one of my, out of the two that I'm not the biggest fan of. He's just never been really that great. He's better than the other Sin Cara, but that's, you know, if anybody's going to take a pinfall on that side, I hope it's Sin Cara. The same thing that's with uh, Gulak on the other side. Yeah, I think I think uh, 
Sankara is probably taking the pin. I think Tony Nese, Strugalek, and Davari are probably going to take this one. And as you said at the top, Sankara, because he's the one that they're not really he's, – he's been there for a while. He's the vet. So in order to build up the team, I think he's the one who should take the pinfall. And it kind of doesn't matter who wins because it's not like for, it's not for anything. anything. It's, yeah. There's no number one contendership on the line. There's no – Bragging rights like Raw SmackDown, so it's just filler. But it's going to be fun filler. I'd rather have this than to have, I don't know, like uh, Lita talk an extra 10 minutes about how historic the women's match is, or Booker T just <laughs> laugh at his own jokes for 10 more minutes, you know? I do oh, We'll get thing. plenty of that. We'll get plenty of that. Yeah, well, that'll be like, they'll cut this match to be like four minutes long, just so they could get more shucky-ducky quack-quacks and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's fine. I hope that they add that Strowman match, though, because I think that that could be a lot of fun. And... Plus, I want to hear the... Yeah. I was telling Dane that he should just go for Halloween as Braun Strowman, so every time that I point to him, he could just say that. <laughs> At least he got right. a beard, too, so why not? Uh, other matches they announced earlier today is Bailey versus Dana Brooke, which makes a lot of sense, because they really need to counteract that dumbass arm wrestling that was terrible thing. yeah crowd was not receptive to that whatsoever so you have to you have to kind of undo the damage you did with that that was that was really a ridiculous segment they need to go they should they should have completely changed how they did that but maybe this sunday they'll be able to kind of pull it out of the fire i guess i don't know no it's not a front match that should be <laughs> the hell to sell is always shown being on fire you think that one <laughs> yeah, of these times they would want to make it a hell, a hell in a Cell Inferno match or something? I mean, I understand, I understand Hellfire, you know, all that stuff. But yes, they should do a Flaming Cell. Yeah. A Flaming Cell, Stretcher, Last Man Standing, Extreme Rules, No DQ. Buried Alive match. With straps and blindfolds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I do like the idea that they're doing this match, though. I think that that's only going to benefit Bailey and Dana Brooke and... You know, I can't think of any kind of time that an arm wrestling segment has ever really been that fun. So booking them in that was sort of dooming them to kind of get a downgrade. <laughs> I'm trying to rack my brain to think. Yeah, about I was the trying last. to think one of the last one we had. That's a good good question. It might have been when Mark Henry was doing the Hall of Pain thing or something. That long ago? The last one I like remember for sure was MVP Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. But it can't have been that long ago for that. Because that was like 2007. Hmm. Let's see. To the internet. I don't remember the last women's one that we had. That had to be Attitude Era. Yeah. Mark Henry versus oh, Rusev. I don't remember that one. Hmm. 2014. Okay. That's most recent. partial credit for mentioning Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Utterly forgettable, though. They always are. So, yeah. Bailey and Dana Brooke... I mean, you get them in a standard match, they're going to do a lot better than the arm wrestling thing. So the people that are shitting on it because of that segment, cut them some slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Bailey on this one. Who you got? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Bailey. Now, see, there's one thing that's kind of making me nervous about that pick, though. Well, nervous. Like, I'm really fucking that invested. But <laughs> I do kind of think there might be a possibility Dana Brooke wins this because I think, spoiler alert for later on, that Sasha's retaining... So who does she end up going up with after that? I think Sasha versus Bailey is WrestleMania. Right. So they need somebody to fill in the blank a little bit. And unless it's Emelina, 
then I yeah. think it yeah. could be Dana Brooke, but they've done Sasha and Dana a whole bunch of times, so I'm kind of hoping that Emma gets the shot instead. Mm-hmm. That and would now, I would rather see Emelina come back and do that. But as far as Bailey versus Dana Brooke, at the end of the arm wrestling segment, refresh my memory, it was Bailey who stood tall at the end, right? Uh, I kind of think that Dana won the arm wrestling thing, but right. then yeah, attacked she did her, that, but then, yeah. she did the Bailey to belly. Yep. Yeah, that's I'm I'm trying to replay how that actually ended up. So it's kind of weird when they have somebody, you know, typically the formula is whoever's standing tall at the go home show is the one who loses at the pay-per-view and vice versa. So that that way would make me want to think it's Dana Brooke, but my gut's telling me Bailey. So I got to go with my gut and say Bailey's going to win. The fact that they keep teasing the Emelina thing and she hasn't shown up yet makes me think she's showing up on Raw, and I think that that's going to be the catalyst for the title match. So, gun to my head, I'm going to go Bailey too. Poor Dana. Do you think she could get involved with this match? Perhaps uh, cost Bailey the match. Emelina. Yeah. Huh. Didn't even think about that. Maybe that could start a program with Bailey and Emelina and. Yeah, then they could do the Dana Brooke Sasha Banks thing for like. Because do you really think they throw Emmeline back in the in the title picture right away after coming back? You know what though, this is another thing I didn't even think about. Survivor Series, they haven't qualified yet if the champions are going to be in those matches. They did say that the tag team champions uh, Heath Slater and Rhino were in it, and you can kind of assume that if the New Day retains, that well, I mean the New Day is going to be part of it anyway. But whoever the tag champs are on that side, but they said that Nikki Bella was the captain for mm-hmm. that side. So she's a captain for that side. It'd be a little bit weird if she's the captain and Becky Lynch or Alexa Bliss is on there and not the captain as the champion. So I don't really know. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of room on the card to be able to do separate title matches. So if Sasha yeah. Banks is on the card as just the like team captain or something like that, then maybe they don't need to have a new challenger. Then maybe they could kind of just do something in the meantime with like Emelina Bailey, Emelina Sasha, Sasha and Bailey against Emelina and Nijax. Like, I mean, I'd like to see for Survivor Series, you know, if it's the two shows versus each other, have the champions go against each other, right? Kind of just do the bragging rights thing. Yeah, I'm down for that. You know, not, they, could right? call it, they could call it something like, I don't know, Night of Champions. Is that one taken yet? <laughs> or they could call it Clash of Champions because they're clashing. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's even better. But they can save themselves the effort and just use the Night of Champions logo. <laughs> God damn it, WWE. You're a genius. We have uh, Enzo and Cass against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And both of these teams really haven't been doing much of lately. But uh, Gallows and Anderson, they need the win. Oh, my God. That's what I was going to say. They look so weak right now. They can't seem to win a match of importance ever anymore. They're really no threat. So please give these guys something. Make them look credible again. And they were starting to get on the right path by doing, like, the beatdowns and stuff. And then they did that Paydayski thing this week. And it's like, you're not fucking funny. Stop doing the humor. It doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know why they started, you know, with the balls and everything. It was funny maybe the first time or maybe the second time they did it, but then they drew that out. And all the comedy stuff with them, I'm not really feeling. I want them to go back to be just the ass 
kicking heels. Just come in and clean house and kick everybody's ass. We know they can do it. We've seen them do it before. Do you think that was on their part? Like they were trying to show off their comedic side and they just aren't funny, but they don't know it? Or do you think no. that that was like Vince saying, well, the New Day's real popular, Enzo and Cass are real popular. How come you guys don't have any more of a funny personality? Yeah, I think that's, I think the latter. Which, if that's their mentality, they need to stop looking at Golden Truth and Shining Stars as worth a damn. Because they're not funny at all. No. Ugh, hate them. Very tiresome. Now, I would be okay with Enzo and Cass winning this if... They balance things out in the long run, but I think it has to go to Anderson and Gallows. Either way, Anderson and Gallows have to come out of this looking much stronger than they do right now because they're losing credibility. And as far as the tag team championship, i tie that into that right now. New Day is going to be defending against Sheamus and Cesaro. Probably on the same page here, New Day has to retain. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're going to break that record. If they don't, I am going to be so pissed off. And it's not just because it's Sheamus that would be winning the title and that I like the New Day. You're so damn close. Mm-hmm. And they're actually acknowledging it now. So it's like, you know, that's on their radar. It's not something that they're just going like, oh, damn. Oh, we didn't realize that they were that close to it. There's a perfect out with Survivor Series. They don't need to have a title defense. So you don't yep. need to worry about building somebody up. Sheamus and Cesaro have the perfect means to lose the match and not look weak because they mm-hmm. are arguing with each other. And it's three against two because Xavier Woods or whoever is going to be on the outside. I'm going to be so pissed if they lose those titles. I agree. I think Cesaro and Sheamus have it in them to maybe win the titles down the road. But at this point, it's way too early. And for the reasons you said, I think New Day are retaining this time. The way I'd like to see this go down kind of factoring in that we have a roadblock. I think it is going to be the raw one. I think TLC's the SmackDown one this time. I think that the best way to do this, leave your comments below if you disagree or agree or whatever. Uh, I think we, I'd, I'd like to see this go down. Sheamus and Cesaro lose the match, but they don't lose it just because they were arguing. They lose it. Like they put up a good fight and they lose it, and maybe they're kind of like, well, maybe we actually can work together a little bit. Just to sort of throw a little wrench into the mix. And they stay together for Survivor Series as part of a team, but that's where everything goes to shit. And then that kind of does like the little surprise elimination thing, because then they're thinking like, well, we actually have them unified as part of our team. Whether they're on like the tag team end, or they're on the main end, which that depends on who else you want to throw in. But uh, then I think that you kind of culminate the whole thing. Enzo and Cass, Anderson and Gallows, The New Day, maybe Sheamus and Cesaro again, I don't know, in like a fatal four-way at Roblox. Just maybe yeah. that's when they lose the titles. They could go that direction. Now, that- as far as far as the dynamic between Cesaro and Sheamus – well, first of all, how long do you think they're going to keep them together? Do you think this is going to be gone in a month? Do you think they're going to get tired of it? Or do you think this is lasting for like three or more months? The pairing. Royal Rumble is coming up pretty soon, but that doesn't necessarily dictate that they need to stay together or separate. Because that's sort of like they play around a lot around Royal Rumble time. Right. They don't seem to commit to a lot of different feuds. So they could have like gotten to the point where they split them up. I mean, they might split them up on the next episode of raw sure like the two of them are unable to work together they lose their championship match 
they blame each other and they go, well, you're the reason we lost. If I would have had a singles match, I would have won it. And well, fuck you. you. You know, the only reason we lost our title, title match was because I had to rely on you, that kind of a thing. That could be a way to do it. Even though I'm not like you, not really a huge fan of Sheamus, I wouldn't mind if this continued a little while longer. Slowly turn Sheamus babyface. So Cesaro and Sheamus to, to, I'm sorry, together could be a babyface team. And maybe go for the tag titles later. Maybe Gals and Anderson pick them up eventually. Maybe they get on a roll, take them off a new day after the time is up and they break the record. Because I like this kind of odd couple mentality that they have going on, the kind of conflict between them. So I would like to see that continue for a little while longer. And Sheamus as a babyface might be a little more tolerable. Because, I don't know, i sick of him again. I don't know about you. I've always been sick of them. <laughs> yeah. Now, if they were the odd couple, I think uh, we got to go Cesaro is Jack Lemon. Yeah. And uh, Seamus is Walter Matthau for sure. <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. I haven't seen... Oh, shit. Thanksgiving's coming up soon. I got to watch uh, Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. Uh, what else do we have here? We have uh, only title matches left. Hey. Right, cool. But this one's not constituted a, one of the main events, unfortunately. It's the Cruiserweight Championship match. TJ Perkins against Brian Kendrick. Not the Brian Kendrick, not that Brian Kendrick, just Brian. <laughs> In my opinion, this is a title match. I'm sorry, it is a title match. I mean, it's yeah, a it is. Match. <laughs> Fuck. In my opinion, it is as well. <laughs> well, in actuality, it's Brian, a what he has match. <laughs> But it is also a main event. <sighs> <laughs> Well, what did we figure out was the the statistics of this? It's, uh, what, 47% of their matches are main events, according to... Yeah, like 43% of the main card is considered a main event. It's so stupid. <laughs> I've been re-watching old Survivor Series pay-per-views lately, just putting them on in the background, and I started with, like, the very first one, and they really do, like, even back then, refer to so many things as, like, you know, well, we've got this, like, you know, girl monsoon with the whole, like, oh, high pitch kind of thing. Uh, they are talking about like their one of their main events is going to be like I don't know, uh, Rick Martel against uh one of the Killer Bees and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's really selling out a lot of fucking uh, stadium seats there. But unfortunately, they are not classifying this as a main event. Although I do think that it has potential to be one of the better matches of the night. Oh yeah, I think this can be a really very good match. And I think one of the reasons why that's the case is because it's not going to be a Hell in a Cell match. I think that they need some buffer things every once in a while, and if we watch too many Hell in a Cell matches in a row, we're going to get tired of it. So if they put these two, maybe like, after the second one... That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is probably going to be earlier on the card. Then that could be something where people are like, all right, I'm, I'm done with the Hell in a Cell stuff for an hour or so. Give me, like, just two people having a wrestling match. And then that could be actually a lot of fun, but I'm not too sure where to go with for a prediction because I'm, the more we get closer to it, the more I think that Kendrick might win. I think we're going to have a new champion. Out of all the titles on this card, that's the one I think could change hands the most. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think Brian Kendrick should win. He should win by some dastardly devious means. Uh, low blow, maybe doing something behind the ref's back, whatever. But he should win by cheating. TJ Perkins, I think, would be better chasing the title at this point. 
He's already established himself. We know what he can do. Have him chase to get the title back. And that's not like a negative thing against Perkins, what I'm about to say, but I think he's held the title long enough that it's not going to hurt him if he isn't like some super long running champion. I'd like to see a new champion kind of get into the mix and, you know, maybe Brian Kendrick doesn't even lose it to Perkins. Maybe he drops it to somebody else down the line and Perkins can maybe even turn heel. He kind of strikes me as a guy that might be fun to cheer, uh, to boo. Just like because him. he dabs. Is that why? That's a good reason behind <laughs> it. <laughs> now I love the video game stuff and whatever. And he's, he's oh got really? Like a... They go overboard with that though. I mean, I really? love his intro and his whole video and stuff, but all the references backstage when they're doing the cutting the promos. Oh, I didn't hold on. Those. Pause. You know, let me do the cheat. I don't. It's like, ah, oh, it's just very frustrating. It feels so patronizing. It's. I actually haven't paid attention to that. I. Don't remember them saying that stuff. Maybe I'm go blocking. Back, go them back out. and watch the promos between Perkins and Kendrick. They're very annoying. This is just kind of like, uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, up, up, down, downs in our relationship over the past. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. Xavier Woods just pops up and goes, he said it. <laughs> it's like Vince is backstage. He's like, what do kids like these days? Video games? Oh, let's put in as many video game references in his promos as we can, because that is his one-dimensional character. He loves video games, so every th- sentence that he says has to have some sort of video game reference. They're like, well, we just added Flair back to Charlotte's name. Can we change TJ Perkins to TJ Pixels? <laughs> or TJ Parker? I forget who said that. Or Jack Porkins? <laughs> Pull up. Up, down, down. I'm all right. <laughs> Ah, I'm fucking blowing up now. What a fat ass. Uh, (laughs) Some people that don't watch Star Wars are like, what the hell are these two talking about right now? Why are they talking about Pixels too? That movie sucked. They really did. Uh, I will have to say though, again, gun to my head, that Perkins will retain. Although 24 hours from now, I'm going to be, like if I'm 60, 40 Perkins right now, by the end of this conversation, I'm going to be 59 and then I'll be 58. Like by the time I'm done editing this, then 57, like, so I don't know. Talk to me, uh, seven o'clock on Sunday. I'll probably be still 51% Perkins. And then two hours later, I'll be cheering for Kendrick or something, but you going with Kendrick or Perkins? I'm going with Brian Kendrick as the new champion. And I'm about 75, 25 there. I'd say I'm leaning more toward Kendrick. Than than not. So for the reason I said, I think he would be a good heel champ. I know we have, well, Roman Reigns is technically babyface, but we have Kevin Owens as the heel champ. Sasha Banks is the babyface. So I would like to see another heel champ. And I think Brian Kendrick should be that champ. More than enough people in that cruiserweight division that they can mix things up and stuff. Mm hmm. Especially when we've got like the six people in the main, not the main event, in the pre-show match, and I, I don't get how Tony Nese is a heel right now. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Either way, uh, Kendrick and Perkins, watch out for that match. But we have three main events. Ooh, one of them is going to be first on the card, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, before we get into the predictions of what the matches are going to be, what do you think that the layout should be for this? Because a lot of people are bringing up arguments for a lot of different things. I'm going with, I think that none of them should be the first match of the night. I think that Sasha Banks and Charlotte needs to be the main event. 
Kevin Owens and Rollins needs to be close to the main event, but I think it should go after Roman Reigns Rusev. I mean, about before that. I think the opening match will probably be Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. At least it should be, in my opinion. I know they love to start shows with Enzo and Cass to get the crowd hyped. Makes sense. As far as what the final match, the actual main event should be, I believe it also should be Sasha Banks and Charlotte. There's so many things working for its favor. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's the very first one ever, that's huge. Yeah, it's kind of weird if you do, you set something up that's a historic event and then you go, yeah, but it doesn't really matter as much as something else. I can kind of understand if the Universal Championship goes on last because they just want to say the Universal title means the most. But if they wanted to really think that that was coming off to the audience, they wouldn't ever book anything other than the title match last. So it's kind of spit in the face, I think, if they don't put it on last, the women's match. I agree. Especially since they announced it ahead of time and then they backtracked. It's a PR nightmare. It's like, oh, that's going to be the main event. It's going to be one of the main events, one of the three main events. It's like, come on. They're trying so hard to save that, aren't they? (laughs) It's a triple main event. They're all equal, even though we don't really want that one to go on. It's like they wouldn't have classified the Roman Reigns Rusev thing a main event if it wouldn't be for that case. It's like when a parent has to say that they love all their kids equally. You know, that's not true. There's that one little brother who's really weird. They don't love him as much. Yeah, fuck Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) So I think out of these three matches, actually the worst one, this is going to sound terrible, but I think the worst one is going to be the women's match. Although I don't think I have a lot of faith in the other two either. And all three could be great. That's what's weird about it. I don't know. I have high expectations for Sasha and Charlotte because they know that this is groundbreaking. They have a very high bar set for them and they're going to want to make the first one something to remember. So I think they're going to go full force or they're going to go all out. And I think it's going to be really good. I don't think it'll be the best of the three, but I think it'll be very entertaining. It's my fear with the women's match is something that it's applicable to both the men and the women. So I don't want people taking this as like the women have this delusional idea, but a lot of times people will wrestle a match thinking that they're going to do something special and it just doesn't click. So they can try their hardest to do what they think is like, well, we're going to go full force like you're saying, and we're going to put everything out there and not leave anything on the table. And it still just isn't necessarily good because they, they get in their own heads a little bit. They overbook it a little bit. Overbooking, I think, for sure, is going to happen in the Owens match. So that's going to hurt that one. And I think that between those three matches, the only one that you can really rely on having any spots is the Rusev-Roman Reigns one, because the other ones, let's face it, the women aren't going to be jumping off the cage like Foley. They shouldn't, too. Nobody should be doing that. Please don't. All six of these uh, men and women, they should not be doing that kind of shit. But... Sasha Banks has been injured recently. She can't really afford to take huge bumps. Charlotte yeah. is the main woman that they're revolving around that entire division right now. So she can't really be missing time. Yeah. Kevin Owens is their champion. They just lost the whole Finn Balor thing, so they can't really put him in too much of a bad spot. Seth Rollins just came back from an injury. So Roman Reigns and Rusev have to be the guys that actually take some falls. That's where I kind of think that maybe they should go on second. 
so why do they keep making Hell in a Cell a thing if everyone's getting injured and this is not very good for their bodies? Why do they force this on them every year now? I think the way they're going to get around that is the unfortunate thing where they're going to just book a shitty match. Like, that you know that type of thing where it's like yeah. it's hell in a cell but all they really do is they grab the other person's head and they throw them into the cage where like maybe Roman Reigns spears Rusev through there but then again then that would have to be the last one mm-hmm. because then they would row in the cage but that can't be the fucking main event so like, I don't, yeah, there's, there's I don't so know. many issues of, seems like they booked themselves into a corner this time yeah with no uh gate on it that Mark Henry can rip open. <laughs> I think there's a lot of potential to these matches, but I think that there's a lot of problems that can go in the way. So I'm kind of going into the pay-per-view hoping that it'll be good, expecting that it'll suck. I'm hesitantly optimistic, I suppose. I mean, I I want to be wrong about it potentially sucking. I want these to be awesome. I want like uh Sasha Banks Charlotte to bypass the Sasha Banks Bailey match from what was it Brooklyn I think mm-hmm. yeah like if they can go past beyond that then awesome kudos to them I do want that to be the main event and also another thing too about the main event she's the hometown girl oh she's yeah get the best reaction out of everybody like you end the pay per view with Kevin Owens retaining which he's my pick people are gonna boo. You end it with Roman Reigns retaining, people are going to boo. You end it with Sasha Banks retaining, crowd goes apeshit. Yeah, hadn't thought about that. If you had to pick one of these to go first and before even like an Enzo Cass one, what match do you think should go on first? So I'm hearing a little bit of arguments back and forth about if they do the women's match first, then people might not want to tune in for the rest. The same kind of thing with the Kevin Owens one. But if they do the Roman's, uh, Roman Reigns one and that one does have all the spots, then the other two matches are going to seem weak in comparison because the other thing came before that. I'm going to have to say the one that you put on first is the one of the championship that I believe is the least important or least prestigious, and that's the U.S. championship of the three. So I will put Reigns and Rusev before the other matches in the cell. Who you got winning the match? Which one? Uh, Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns versus Rusev. Reigns retains. Yeah, I'm going the same thing. I don't think that they would have given him the championship unless they wanted him to have the championship. Yeah, I don't think they're going to bounce it back and forth between these guys. Not right now. I would even go so far as to say he might carry it into WrestleMania. But I'm, uh, I'm a little bit hesitant know. about that because it all depends on what they do with WrestleMania. I'm going like back and forth between. I think he's either going to fight Braun Strowman or okay. Undertaker. Hmm. I think Reigns right now, I'm thinking Reigns will probably drop the title before then and actually be in the rumble, but that's just wishful thinking. Oh, well, he'll definitely be in the rumble. Even if he's the champion. Oh, well, he's only a U.S. champ. Okay. I mean, they had a uh, Chavo in it the one year and he was ECW champion. <laughs> yeah. They've done some weird things with that Royal Rumble. They had uh, Dolph Ziggler that one year challenge for the championship and then joined the Royal Rumble, too. It was like, did not see that one coming. I think he took, like, one of the Uso spots or something. It was just, like, kind of shitty thing to do, but... You think they'll bring back Ellsworth? 
James Ellsworth oh, for to the sure. Rumble. That would be great. That'll He's be a good definitely going to be if, in the if, Rumble. As long as they don't overexpose him between now and then. I, I think, think they'll sign him to an actual contract. You really think so? Mm-hmm. They're using him a lot. I mean, they got him on Talking Smack. They got him mm-hmm. every week, I think, so far. It's been kind of revolving around Ellsworth for the past, like, five weeks. Mm. It's his T-shirt sales are, like, insane, yeah. apparently. Yeah, I which, thought that was funny. How the hell that sells, I have no idea. I don't know. But yeah, I think that he's going to be one of those surprises. And I don't think Roman Reigns is going to win that Royal Rumble. Unless maybe, and this is something I'm really hoping isn't the case, maybe they have him drop that United States Championship, he wins the Royal Rumble, and he's the one who challenges Kevin Owens because they're so deluded enough that they think that's a good idea. And I don't hate Reigns, but Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens is not going to be receptive. Uh, No. People aren't going to be receptive to that, I mean. Unless it results in like a double turn or something. Yeah. I do think Kevin Owens is retaining the championship too. I agree. Although, I don't really know how. Could what's be gonna be what's gonna be Jericho's involvement? Yeah, we we still don't know. We haven't heard from Triple H. We don't know his uh, thoughts on everything. We don't know his motivations between why he did what he did exactly. And we know Jericho is somehow gonna make an appearance one way or another. Part of me almost wants Jericho to interfere and try to help Rollins, and then for Triple H to interfere on Kevin Owens's behalf. I don't think we're going to see Triple H this weekend. I think they're going to hold off on that for a little while longer and just tease it and tease it and tease it. So you think it's going to be Jericho helping or is Owens going to cheat some other way or something else crazy happening? I think think Jericho is going to try to help Owens, but he's not going to be effective. I still think Owens is going to retain, though. I could see one thing happening here where they're – Spending a lot of time with Rollins arguing with Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So maybe Jericho comes out. He's trying to help Owens a little bit. Stephanie comes out to try to tell Jericho, like, you got to leave. And Stephanie does something that costs Rollins it unintentionally. Hmm. Like, um, she goes to slap Jericho and he ducks and she slaps Rollins and he falls off the cage or something weird like that, you know? It's something like that happening where then Rollins can afterward be like, fuck you, Stephanie, you did that on purpose. And she'll be like, no, I didn't. I'm fucking Vince McMahon's daughter. I always yell too. Like that kind of shit. (laughs) Well, we know this is leading eventually to Rollins versus Triple H. When is this going to happen? Is that WrestleMania? Are we going to see that at the Rumble? What do you think? That's what's crazy because it's not happening at Survivor Series. No. Guaranteed. It's too early. It was kind of on the potential schedule. Until they said about the Goldberg thing. They don't do two of those matches in one thing. Right. And they're not going to waste it at Roadblock. I don't think they're going to waste it at the Royal Rumble because I think that they want Rollins to be one of the top contenders. Mm-hmm. So I think we're getting it at WrestleMania. But that's so many months away that how are they going to build that up for the rest of that time? Yeah, I, I really don't know. Especially because like, if Triple H comes out, costs Kevin Owens the match, and then depending on what they do with Survivor Series, I still do think we're getting the two world titles defended at Survivor Series separately. I don't think that they're going to be in the Survivor Series matches. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if, like, the Survivor Series match for the main one from Raw and SmackDown, if that was Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Rusev, and Jericho as, like, the five. Mm-hmm. That just wouldn't seem like it would fit right. 
Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about that. But I also kind of don't want to see Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins a third time at Survivor Series where he loses again. And then if he does lose again, then does Triple H interfere then too? And I don't know. I think it's Jericho be some more kind than, of shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, I think Jericho more than Triple H will interfere at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and I shit, think that's I'd even too. I'd even rather see Jericho versus Owens at um Survivor Series. Yeah, I I think with the way they're pacing it now, that could easily lead to that at Survivor Series. And then Rollins can be the captain of um He could be the Raw. special guest ref. Uh special guest ref. Oh, that'd be interesting too. Owens versus Jericho. Then we have our Sasha Banks Charlotte match, which we were talking about a little bit earlier. I'm going Sasha Banks retaining here. I think that it would be a huge mistake to give it back to Charlotte. She's held it twice. She's boring. Yeah, it's going to get booze, but it's not going to be something that carries in the long run. You're totally right. Sasha Banks needs to retain this title. I hope down the line, Sasha Banks, I want to see Sasha Banks as a heel champ. Hopefully by WrestleMania. I hope she enters WrestleMania as the heel champ. I hope the same thing. And then Bailey is the number one contender. So I think she should hold on to it at least until WrestleMania. And I would like to see her do a heel turn before then. But I would like to see her retain as a babyface this Sunday. And I still want to see that Charlotte Dana Brooke feud. They just dropped that out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I So hopefully they pick that back up after this week. So I'm going the same thing with you with uh, Charlotte keeping the title, going into you WrestleMania mean, as the heel, dropping Sasha. to Bailey. Or, yeah, Sasha. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the best way to go. So hopefully that's what they do. Unless they can come up with something better I haven't considered. All right, now the over-under I'm going to set is 40%. Actually, no, I'm going to flip it. 60%. Over or under 60%. Sasha Banks starts crying after she wins within the time span that the referee still hasn't handed her her title. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one, isn't it? And <laughs> you know yeah, she's that, crying. Oh, of course. That's very likely. She's Especially, crying in the, the promo on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I don't because blame her. I mean, it's a Because it's the historic first women's Hell in a Cell match. So I think, yes, I think you're probably right. I think she's crying as soon as she pins Charlotte or <laughs> escapes mm-hmm. the cage. Or, oh, you can't yep. escape the cage. It's not the hell, uh, cage match. That's right. As, as soon as she taps or pins her, she's going to be in tears. And you're going to hear, she's going to be bawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are correct. She's cute, though. We'll give her a pass. Oh, yeah. So uh, backtrack one more time. What do you think is going to be the best match of the night? What do you think is going to be the worst match of the night? Best match of the night. I'm going to say, let me see, looking down the card again. I'm going to say Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I really like both of those guys. They're two of my favorites right now, especially Kevin Owens. So I have high expectations for that one. Especially interested to see how Jericho gets involved. I think it's still too early to bring back trips, but we'll see. As far as the worst match on the card, uh, let's see. Mm, man, I'm going to have to say, gosh, it's hard to pick. I was going to say New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus. 
but I'm going to go with, and we're not counting the pre-show match, right? Oh, you can count that if you want. All right. I'm going to say, I'm not going to pick that one because that'll be entertaining. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not picking it. Though. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to say Bailey versus away. Dana Brooke because uh, Dana Brooke just, I'm still not sold on her as a worker. I'm not, not a fan. Bailey can carry a match wonderfully, but Dana Brooke is kind of a sack of potatoes. No offense to Rusev. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm going to actually go with uh, Enzo and Cass and Gallows and Anderson being the worst. Yeah, I could see that. Something about that throws me off. I don't know if it's going to be that they don't know how much they want to go into like the hard ass kicker role or if it's going to be like Enzo and Cass win and Gallows and Anderson are going to be like, what? I can't believe we lost that kind of bullshit. But I'm not having a whole lot of faith in that match, even though I like both teams. The thing, though, with that one, I think that'll have much more of a crowd reaction than Bailey versus Dana. Yeah, that's which, true. Which definitely adds a lot to a match. So that could make up for it. I got a feeling the promo that Enzo cuts beforehand is going to be better than both those matches. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go Roman Reigns Rusev for the best match of the night. Okay. I had a feeling they're going to do something a yeah, little bit weird. You were saying that might be the, the spot match. Yeah. Spot fest, not a spot fest, but one with the big spots. I'd be totally up for it being a spot fest. I think that yeah. if those two brawl, it'd be so much better than if they try to wrestle. What was the one that uh, was it? Roman Reigns versus Bray. It's a Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that had some good spots in it when that in the cell. I remember I don't that. I remember it. It's like it's like all the past bunch that we've had, like the Ambrose Rollins one. Like I can't remember anything that happened in any of them. I think he did like an elbow drop, Ambrose. Okay. And yeah, it was that, Roman um, Reigns defeated Bray Wyatt in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I remember liking that one. Did he spear him through the cage? Uh, no, he speared him through a table. I know there were tables involved inside the cage. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember that one. Then Go again, back and watch it on the WWE Network. <laughs> fuck that. I'll watch uh, Survivor Series 95 where you can see Aldo Montoya and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, those are our opinions for the event. Make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what you think is going to happen. What do you think about our predictions? Whatever else you want to run down. Obviously, when the pay-per-view happens on Sunday, we're going to be doing our pay-per-view post-show afterwards. So stay tuned for that, where we're going to be doing the reverse of this, reviewing the event, recapping what happened, giving our thoughts of what actually did happen, and patting ourselves on the back for the spoilers that we got right. But, uh... If you want to follow us all over the place, follow Smart Moment at Smart Moment on Facebook and Twitter. Follow Kalen at Kalen Ferris. What other stuff you got out to toss? Uh, let's see. If you're going to be in the Ohio, Michigan, or Indiana area, you're on Friday, November 4th. You're going to check out the Aurora Gonzalez Believe Center in Toledo, Ohio. It's Northwest Ohio Wrestling's Uprising. It's a fun night of live pro wrestling. It's going to be a blast. Come check it out. Cheap tickets are available. And if on November 4th you're around my area, come see Doctor Strange and buy me popcorn. I like popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keep uh, subscribing to the channel if you haven't already, everybody. Give us a thumbs up on this video if you haven't done that yet, too, because that helps out with our SEO. The more thumbs up we get, the better we show up in the search engine things. The more views we get, the more money we make, the more we can do crazier shit. So all the better for all that other kind of stuff. But that'll do us in for this episode of the Pay-Per-View Points Mac Talk Podcast. Thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out.